Good Gabs, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. Happy Friday, everyone. I don't know what day this is coming out. But today is an exciting one. We have Clark Brecky here, CEO of Goodwill Industries of the Inland Northwest. Clark, thanks for being here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, I know. Uh, you were just telling me Western Montana is uh, where you grew up, huh? Yeah, Missoula, Montana. Um, Great was, town. Oh, terrific. A grizz town uh, through and through, right? And, you know, great place to grow up. Uh, great. Uh, just the size is perfect. And... All the activities you can do outdoors. You know, I grew up doing the, the fishing, floating on the river, you know, bike riding down the streets and even some hunting with my father. And uh, just had a great, great grow up over there. Yeah, it sounds yeah. awesome. I know I love uh, just north of there, the, the Mission Mountains, like. It's one of my favorite places on the planet. And it's beautiful. Even and driving down to Hamilton to like oh, that stretch, it's like, wow. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. You know, a little further down, that's where they film Yellowstone. You knew that. I did you? not. Yeah. Down yeah. near now near Darby, Montana. You know, they they say it's okay. So that's it, right on the Idaho uh, Montana it's, it's, border. It's yeah, kind of further down uh, south of Missoula and south of Hamilton. You go down there, and people think, uh, oh, they're watching Yellowstone. Huh. It must be over in eastern Montana. Well. It's really filmed in Western Montana. Well, you heard it right here, everybody. <laughs> Yellowstone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, how did you make it to Spokane? Uh, after graduating with my degree at the Eastern University of Montana, business degree, uh, I was recruited by a major retailer to come over and uh, as an area manager. So they shipped me over here. Uh, that retailer is no longer... Uh, in business, as are a lot of retailers, you know, they like a Bon Marche. Uh, well, <laughs> similar is shop ghost stores. Okay, yeah. So I came over with shop ghost store and um, I, I did that gig for nearly two years. And I, I like uh, I like retail a lot and I like uh, business a lot. And just that whole concept of wholesale, resale and selling and uh I was getting a little, uh, a little burnt out on the 80 and 90 hour weeks in the box store. I frankly. can imagine. Uh, I had a family, had a wife at the time, and she's still, my, to keep she's still wife. my wife. Wanted to keep her, <laughs> and a young child, and it just uh, wanted to look for something else. So I, uh, I was looked in the spokesman at the time, you know, and that's back when you looked in the paper, in the classifieds uh, for employment opportunities. Oh, yeah. And there was this really small ad uh, for an area manager, uh, retail sales, almost a general manager, if you will, for Goodwill. And so I applied, and um, I took that job. I took a pay cut to go there. Uh, but it was the best decision of my life. So uh, I, How many years ago was that? Oh, so that was uh, back in 2000. Yeah. So I've been with uh, our Goodwill. Uh, no, excuse me. It was back in... Oh boy, get my get my decades straight. It was 1990. <laughs> oh. I've been with our particular Goodwill 30 years. Wow! Congratulations. Um, so there are a couple other pieces of that story, but um, it, it ended up changing my life. I think it aligned kind of my my drive for social good uh, with social enterprise, and and that's really what Goodwill is and what it was built upon uh, over 120 years ago. 
Yeah, well, incredible organization. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I had no idea what social enterprise was. I didn't know the word. I, I came from, you know, the sales world mm-hmm. and, you know, every widget in the medical world you could think of I sold. And I just, I didn't know what I was doing. And then I, <laughs> am I doing good? I'm part of the medical world. Right. It was hard to answer. And when I uh, had met Brian Beeler, our CEO at Skillskin, kind of taught me a different way, showed me a different path. He's like, hey, you can do good and act like a business. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So Goodwill Industries uh, International was born 120 years ago. Storied uh, organization. Yes. In the south side of Boston. And it was formed at that time by a Methodist minister. So it, uh, kind of a faith-based kind of angle uh, in the formation of it. However, prior to going into the ministry, uh, he uh, was in newspaper publishing and law. So he had uh, more of a, uh, yeah, that combination of capitalism and then his social side and his faith-based side all converged. And uh, he formed Goodwill Industries. And it's a crazy story. And think about back the late 1800s and all these immigrants coming to the United States um, with really nothing uh, on their shoulders or their backs, including jobs, clothing, housing, etc. So uh, through Morgan Memorial Chapel and Goodwill Industries, and his name was Edgar J. Helms, uh, he, he formed this concept whereby we're not going to be a charity. Um, and so what we're going to talk about is we're going to give a chance, not charity. We're going to give a hand up, not a handout. Um, and that was kind of his belief and how Goodwill Industries operates today. So that's how that enterprise started. He himself went to Beacon Hill, the wealthier suburbs of Boston, with a burlap sack on his back and started collecting clothing and household items for repair. He brought that back to his parishioners and um, they repaired them. And the first concept uh, didn't end up working out. So what happened is his parishioners were pairing these cl- articles of clothing. He brought them in to uh, his church and he laid them over the pews so that people could have clothing. Well, what happened was very distasteful to him. There was bedlam. They were just people are climbing over and clamoring over people just to get some clothing. And he decided this was not the model, he thought. So he went back to it and he kept the whole repair and job kind of learning environment but people were then paid and so that they could what they earned they could go ahead and pay uh, for the items that they received so as a whole employment and pay uh, as you go and kind of that hand up not a handout model a lot of dignity in that there you go that's the perfect word for it it's uh, he talked a lot about dignity in his early days and that's that was what dignity was to him um, was a hand up, and that the whole notion that um, becoming self-sufficient with help, and then eventually getting to a point where you wouldn't maybe need help anymore, um, was the whole goal. And that's kind of the goal of Goodwill Industries, and kind of at our core. Incredible. Yeah. How does that translate here in Eastern Washington and, and your career? Uh, you started as an area manager. Mm-hmm. You've, you, I'm sure you've worked in many aspects of, of the business. And now, you know, you're the CEO of our area. Um, 
Tell us a little bit about yeah, that. It's an interesting story. So I was uh, the area manager over nine stores for a couple of years. And then um, my wife happened to get a, a promotion that took her out into various areas. And we had two children at the time. And we talked about it. And I said, well, I'll step away from Goodwill and I'll be Mr. Mom. And so I did that for a couple of years. It was the best experience of my life. I would not change that. Um, and while I did that, I went back uh, to further my education. I entered the Master's of Organizational Leadership at, at Gonzaga. So I watched the kids during the yeah. day, and then I attended night school. Uh, I completed a master's paper, which was required uh, for graduation, and I uh, entered into what we call an empirical research study. And coming from Goodwill, it was kind of interesting, I, uh, I researched people who donate in-kind donations to charitable organizations to find out from a hypothesis standpoint why they would, and their patterns of donating and why they would do it. So yeah, what's driving that decision? Right. Cool. Right. And so it's an interesting outcome. Um, yeah, what so did you learn? The basic, the, the basic reasons that drive people to donate in-kind merchandise to charitable organizations you would think it would be a connection of heart to the mission, and that's always important that people understand that their that their stuff, so to speak, their donations do good. You know, they're in kind. But the real reason that people donate to nonprofit organizations like us are two reasons: one, it's convenient. So when you're cleaning out uh, your garage, your closets, etc., you wanna you wanna get it out and you want to get it to the closest place and you want to get done with it. You're just Makes done sense. with it, right? And then top of mind. So top of mind uh, speaks to goodwill. Just the knowledge of having, where can I donate this top of mind? Goodwill, okay. Is goodwill the closest? So if we can combine those two things, uh, people have a lot of confidence in goodwill. And if we're the closest uh, to donation point to their house, uh, or, or where they're coming from, that's a great recipe. And we've grown our donations and our retail stores, which fund our programs and services steadily over the years. Well, I, I'm just thinking about some of these new buildings that you put together, too. Just even mm -hmm. the idea of having drive-through donations, you're making it convenient. It's it real is. easy. There you go. So um, that's a real benefit. Our customers just want to come, they want to drive through, and they want to leave. And a lot of people really only know Goodwill through donating, and that's okay. Uh, we always want them to know more, and we try to give them additional education. Uh, so we're so thankful for those donors. Um, in fact, in 2021, we had, and I brought the statistic, it's 631,000 donation events, which means... That's not items. That's no. events. There you go. So that's those are people, cars, U-Hauls driving up to our donation um, drop-off areas, 631,000 in one year. That is so busy. think about that. And within those drop-offs, there are multiple bags, multiple boxes. And so this is why uh, we have so many employees. Uh, we employ about 700 people in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. Many of them are working in those very areas for, for processing and sorting and pricing before it gets to the retail floor. I think I know now that I'm kind of getting into the social enterprise world, that's one thing I didn't really realize is how many employees, like Goodwill employees, one of the largest employers around. 
it we it's are. It's got to be a top fifteen, right? I think we're top. I think maybe top thirty. Yeah. Um, but you know, we are a large employer, um, and so interestingly enough, as a social enterprise and nonprofit. Um, we're facing a lot of the same employment issues that other large employers and small employers are, uh, such as uh, recruiting talent, best-in-class talent. So we're out there fighting for the best-in-class talent. Um, coming out of the pandemic, uh, you have Target and others that are paying $18, $20 an hour, and we have retail, and we're trying to attract those same staff members. And uh, often people... Um, will jump for 50 cents or an hour or more uh, in the, the kind of entry-level businesses like food service and, and retail. And totally. Some, well, when you see, you know, your everyday staples at the grocery store going up right. leaps and bounds, that 50 cents means something at that moment. It does. Oh. It does. And, and the workforce has changed as well. Uh, they are coming in uh, uh, with demands on their side, so to speak, and wants and needs, I should say, uh, for a flexible schedules are really, really important. Uh, pay is still important, but flexible schedules are top of mind for them. So we're having to adapt. We're having to adapt our work schedules uh, to attract and retain employees. Yeah, how, how's that working from a, like a cultural level? Because we've done something similar and we're just feeling it out. Yeah. Um, you know, luckily we can be fairly flexible uh, in retail because we're open seven days a week. And especially and with donating and processing, um, one thing that's interesting in uh, 2021, we sold it was 265,000 items online. We have a, a large online presence at just our goodwill. Um, we have a building uh, off a third there uh, that we purchased, and we currently have 70 employees working on our online operations. And, and what so, kind of things are you selling online? Because I, you know, we heard a little bit about online. <laughs> I know, like some of my favorite items are no longer in your stores. How do I access these items? They are easily accessible <laughs> online. Go to shopgoodwill.com, and at that point in that portal, uh, there are 130 goodwills that are listed on that portal shotgoodwill.com and you can go on it's there are search engines on it so say you want to collect um band t-shirts which are really hot these days really like those okay. old like pink floyd i have a whole drawer floor oh full. my gosh you know what you should do is <laughs> donate them to goodwill <laughs> but if not you can make a, a ton of money for them and that market really fluctuates so our our site is set up almost uh, not almost so very similar to an ebay it's an auction site so you can go in and you can place place uh, whatever dollar you want on there and see what happens and you go back in and bid and so items so collectibles um, shoes handbags uh, jewelry um, those are the main uh, electronics uh, we sell bikes uh, we sell uh, anything that um, really is over about the $20 threshold we try online first so think about our model when we get a donation what what we do to be the best steward of that donation is try to maximize the value of that donation. Makes sense. Right? That's how you get your programs and grow your programs. That's right. So this is our donation right now in this context, right? It's not a cash donation. If someone gives you $100 in cash for a donation, which is wonderful, you want to make sure that you maximize that $100. So it's the same with all donations. So that's why the online platform actually comes first in our, in our model, 
And so when we look at items and donations that come in, if, if it meets that threshold, it goes online. And then if it doesn't sell online, then it'll go into our stores. But there's still plenty that goes into our stores. So still 98% of what we receive go through our stores. But you know, 2% roughly now go online. Well, I've, an incredible business decision. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you're maximizing that donation. From a personal level, I am sad. The Dooney bags are not there anymore. <laughs> I cannot look like a great husband. Full price. It's all right, though. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you get to do a lot with that good. So tell us more about some of the programs, too, because oh. it's not just the retail stores. Um, you have your hands in all sorts of things. Oh, we do. So uh, we focus on three areas. Um, we focus on employment, um, housing assistance, and then financial stability. And so employment, first and foremost, this is really what we talked about earlier, and this is kind of at the core of a Goodwill service. So um, last year, or in 2021, we placed about 500 uh, people in jobs uh, in our area in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. And these aren't individuals that just come in for an hour session. These are individuals where we help build skills and build resumes and place help placements out in the community, even on-site job coaching. So a, a, a real full model to help people. We work in uh, with referrals um, from the Division of Developmental Disabilities, or DDA, as they refer to it now, and also DVR. So folks that come in and just need that opportunity, maybe that first job, they haven't had a first job, or maybe they're not successful at employment, so they can come to Goodwill. And when they're in that training, uh, they're receiving full pay. So they're receiving pay and they're receiving wraparound services, help with resume, help with uh, building their job skills to include showing up on time and maybe how to relate to employees and supervisors. Yeah, those um, core skills that you need to be successful yeah, in employment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the core employment, um, housing assistance. So uh, we provide. That's a huge thing right now. It is in in the city of Spokane and all over the place. So, one of our largest housing programs is called it, it's a we're full of acronyms in our business SSVF, right? And that's Supportive Services for Veterans Families, and we receive federal funding um, to help locate and support veterans who are homeless or at risk for becoming homeless, placing them into their own homes. So with with financial assistance uh, through this whole program. Uh, we receive about $7 million a year to operate this program. We operate in Eastern Washington and, and Northern Idaho in very rural areas. We have outreach teams that go out um, and they're working under bridges. They're in rural areas. They're knocking on trailers uh, that don't have running water uh -huh. and saying, we have assistance for you. We, we wanna help you get into stable housing um, and this is east of the Cascades? Yes, east okay. of the Cascades, eastern Washington, you know, Stevens County, and then uh, over here in Spokane County, and then some counties in uh, northern Idaho as well, Kootenai. And so it's a very successful program. In 2021, um, we served more than 1,000 uh, veterans and helped place them into stable housing. So we're very, Incredible. it's, it's so an very successful. It is a very successful program and it, it helps with the, the housing uh, situation here in Spokane County, right? Because 
many of the individuals on the street that need to be housed or need help with housing are veterans. And so we have those resources at Goodwill and we're, we're seeking those individuals. So have them, if you see them out there, if you know them, if they're flying a sign. Um, and you know, it's interesting, a lot of the veterans don't even know what's owed to them. So right. we are providing a lot of services to help them. Many of them don't have IDs. Uh, many of them aren't connected to the services that are owed to them. You know, people really going out and serving our country overseas and then coming back and struggling. And that shouldn't happen. No, so just making yeah. that connection. Well, yeah, you mm -hmm. heard it here, listeners. Like, if you know someone, you know, a veteran, connect them with Goodwill. Right. And then we run the, the Housing and Essential Need Program for the City of Spokane. And that's for individuals um, who aren't on SSI or SSDI or on TANF, uh, but are in a situation where they have a temporary disability, maybe uh, for you know in the period of 90 days, and then they're at risk for losing their housing. And so we bridge that gap. This is funded through the Department of Commerce in the state of Washington, and we run that and that program. So this could be someone like maybe they're hurt at work, mm -hmm. and and they're not able to yeah make those house payments or yep. rent rental payments. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And, and they could qualify for that. So we have a, a great staff helping those people as well. I get to serve uh, on the board of Catholic Housing Ventures and get to see some of. Um, you know, the struggles of trying to get people in housing. Yep. And just from a personal level, if we can help people not have to access that system and right. just be that bridge, right? it just has to pay off so many dividends. And you're doing it. Your organization is a part of that. It is. Hats off to you all. That's, well, that's an impact here. Well, thanks. And, you know, we talked earlier about the donations and the retail sales, and that's going back to support that. The, the programs like Housing and Essential Need and a lot of federal and state programs and local sometimes, what happens is, is through their billing cycle, often there's a gap in billing cycle. So for the Housing and Essential Need program, we receive about $3 million a year to run this program. And it, it annually cycles, and then you reapply, um, or it's extended. But sometimes there's a gap between the fiscal year so um, we'll be receiving payment until, you know, 1st of July. And then there's, even though we're, we're fronting all those services and running, paying our staff and paying out support services, the funding from the state doesn't come until sometime September or October. So, so we you have to float that whole time. We have to have the capacity to do that. And that's what's, what's happening. And that's what our donors and shoppers are helping us do is build that capacity to support that and to continue those services until we're reimbursed for those services. Well, speaking of donors, we saw that you guys and YMCA locally were beneficiaries uh, from Mackenzie Bezos and her fund. Yes. Is that true? It is true. Amazing. So, yeah. I was, it's an incredible story. I was, I was sitting at my computer and I received an email uh, from her team and I didn't know where the email was from. I didn't recognize it. You're like, is this phishing? <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought that. And... Uh, so I, I kind of said, I'm not sure about this, and I contacted Goodwill Industries International, our general counsel. I got a, I got a text from the CEO, uh, Steve Preston, about 
20 minutes later and he said, I can't tell you much about it, but it's not a hoax. And I thought, oh boy. At that time, we didn't know the mount. And then we, later we found out what the mount was. And we had to keep it under wraps until Mackenzie Scott and her team actually publicized it. And so we were behind the scenes with our board going, is this true? Is this right? So it's an unrestricted $10 million donation. And we Incredible. were just dropped out of the sky. Uh, so we were we felt very fortunate. So uh, we had to set it up. It was, ended up being a wire transfer into our account. So we had to go through and have this uh, all ready. Um, so what it was, we felt so gratified to receive this. What we understand is that, um, and what we know is that 46 Goodwills received this at the time. And there are gifts from five to 10 to 15 million. And the larger metropolis areas received the $15 million gifts. And then there's the five and the 10. And how they decided which Goodwills received it, because there are 155 Goodwills in the United States and 46 received it. Uh, they went through and they looked at their ability to raise capital in their community. So the ability of the, the community to support uh, the programs and services, so what was the need? But they also looked at the experience and the leadership of the organization and how strong it was. And Yeah, they wanted to leverage those dollars for good. That's exactly right, and that's what happened. So um, Goodwills and, yes, uh, the, uh, the YMCA here received a $10 million gift. We're so happy uh, for them, and uh, they put it to their use. And so what we did, uh, just so that people know transparently, is uh, we put together an RFP process uh, for investment management services um, with our board of directors, and we chose um, Washington Trust is is uh, is holding this uh, fund. What we've chosen to do because we have a strong organization is to take that money and invest it, and use the return on that investment to propagate services, so that we don't we don't want to touch the ten. Yeah, a real endowment for the right. lifetime of this organization. That's exactly oh. right. Yeah, after we're gone, it's still going to be there. It's still going to grow. Um, but there are a lot of needs in our communities that aren't being met. And so we didn't want to spend it in our operations. Um, we can leverage other ways to do that. Uh, we're building a new facility. I don't know if you've seen out in the West Plains. Yeah, I've read about it. Yeah, so uh, right on the border of West Plains and Airway Heights, we're going to cut the ribbon in mid-April, we're hoping. Uh, there's uh, you know, lead time with construction materials, et cetera. Uh, but it's getting close. So that's a 60,000-square-foot facility we're building out there. It's right uh, kitty-corner from the cinemas on Deer, Heart, Deer Heights Road there. You're going to need it because all those families leaving Fairchild, Absolutely. you're going to be the best thing that ever happened to the West Plains. We hope so. Yeah, they have a hard time. They don't know what to do with their stuff yeah. when they you know, move to a different duty station. Right, right. This is, the, uh, this is great, and we'll serve the community out there. There'll be low-priced goods. Uh, more jobs out more there. More jobs, yeah. We're going to hire uh, 25 or more people out there. And when we say hire people, these are full-time jobs with medical benefits, 401k match, you know, the works. So we, we've upped our game that way. You know, when people start with Goodwill, you get 10 paid holidays right away throughout the year. Um, you get four personal days, and then you build up um, time off and sick and vacation. By the time you're done with one year, uh, you have over three weeks off yeah, just to start. Package. So. 
Um, and then our 401k, we've really strengthened that. So it's a great way to save and build uh, income for people. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're, um, as you start to look at other programs, other needs in our community, is there anything like you're really excited about that, you're, that, you, that you might be able to share with us that you're, you're standing up right now or currently thinking about? Absolutely. I think uh, there are so many needs and there are so many great providers in town, which is great about Spokane and Spokane County. You talked about uh, Catholic housing, Catholic charities um, have so much respect for them. People like Skillskin and and other nonprofits are just wonderful partners in this community. So we see a gap and we know there's a gap in behavioral health services. Yes. Um, not only in Spokane, but especially in rural uh, communities. So here's our vision. I'll lay it out real quickly. And so we are going to lean into the behavioral uh, health area. Um, I know that, um, was it Transitions or VOA? One of them just did it as well. I should remember which one it is. Uh, but we're going to move into that area. So we've hired a behavioral health specialist just, uh, just recently. And we're going to start internally because... What happens at Goodwill and a lot of nonprofits and a lot of businesses, a lot of your own employees actually uh, need the same services that you're providing for the people in the community. Absolutely. We're finding out. We're asking more and more questions and when they want to share. And now we have a confidential way for our employees to share so that it's not it takes away from the employer, but we can provide support services. Um, we, we have team members that, you know, some of them are actually living in their cars, you know, and some of them are struggling in so many ways in their homes and their communities. So we want to serve our, our employees and our team members first, but our ultimate goal is to look at maybe some rural services uh, for behavioral health, maybe telehealth if we can. So these are kind of our visions that are forming, and this is what our capacity is doing is to expand in that area. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. And yeah, I can, we all can see that need. And yeah, it's something if we live in the city, we know about Spokane, this area. But yeah, the rural areas are often forgot about. But you're there already in, in many places. So you see it firsthand. Right. Yeah. Right. So something else real quickly uh, on our model is that if you if you go out to the West Plains, you look at our new facility, we're going to have actually two storefronts out there. So we have... Well, Why? We, we have an outlet store as well as our traditional retail store. So if you look at our model, uh, we look at can it, we try to maximize the value of each donation. Can it sell online? If not, it goes into the store. If it doesn't sell in the store, it goes to our outlet store and then it comes out on boats. And basically we, we sift, we kind of move through the boats all day. We, we shift boats in and out, and people just stand there, and they sift through boats and clothing and whatever they want, and then they can buy it by the pound. Yeah, I bought all my uh, fancy silverware for my camper by the pound. Well, there you go. awesome. There you go. Yeah, right off a of Trent there. Yes, yeah. so we are relocating that up to the West Plains for a better shopping hey, it's closer to home. I'm ready. Well, there you go. <laughs> so we'll have a traditional retail store. It'll be bifurcated, so separate entrance, and then the outlet store will be up there. And then uh, we have a large processing. So after the outlet, it, when it doesn't sell there, it goes into salvage. And we have huge salvage operations. You can imagine um, just, uh, what did we, tw let's see, in 2021, we, we received 24 million pounds of donations. And so we're selling, you know, roughly 30% of that in our stores, and that's it. So what do you do with the other 70%? 
So we, we have large salvage operations. It's quite fascinating. So, so is this like, you know, if you had textiles and things like making rags, things like that? So um, we used to make rags, but now... Um, so what we want to do is, again, we're trying to maximize the value of this. So all the textiles go into these big balers, and they come out in about 1,000-pound bales. And then we have third-party vendors uh, that bid on these bales. Um, and then it, they end up uh, in other revenue streams for them. Uh, but what happens for us is we, we want to make sure that we could do everything to keep it out of the landfill, right. first of all. Are you pretty successful at that? Do you have a percentage that goes to the landfill? So what? that's interesting you, you talk about this. What, we, what we're trying to do is we're trying to achieve zero waste, and a lot of Goodwills are doing this. And zero waste defined for us would be less than 10% of what we receive actually is buried or burned. So we find That's other, an incredible goal, and I bet very hard to accomplish. It is hard. <laughs> But we're trying 24 billion pounds of just, yeah, this area. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's very challenging. One of the things that cool things about Washington state is we have one of the best e-cycling programs in the whole United States in Washington state. So I'd hear in that. Yeah. Items that come in. So again, we don't want that stuff to, to go and be le- leech into the environment, all those uh, elements within those um, covered electronics. So, um, what we can't sell, um, basically, we wrap up and we send to the west side of the state, and it's demanufactured responsibly. Um, so they're trying to keep all of that stuff out of the the, the streams and in the environment. It's very responsible, and we get a small uh, compensation to go ahead and wrap it and send it. Oh, I love it! See, we're le- we are learning so much today. It's oh. just so exciting. Um, unfortunately our time is short here and, uh, but I want to know like our listeners, any like parting thoughts or things that you want our listeners to hear? You know, um, I, I just want to thank people for supporting Goodwill, you know, in, in any way that you can, um, whether you're a donor or you're a shopper, you know, just know that when you come by Goodwill and you, you part with those items that really, don't have value to you anymore, but may have value to other people. Uh, we turn around and we turn them into service for the community and for people that really need help. It's a really efficient way to do things, a real efficient model. Social enterprise, it's, it's that combination of capitalism and socialism. It's social enterprise. And uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful model. It's very sustainable and it's environmental friendly. Well, it's one that I want to see more of in our community. It's uh, we heard it here today. We're environmentally responsible. We're we're helping our community that way. Goodwill's helping create jobs and job training. And a piece that I didn't really know about is the housing aspect. So we just thank you for uh Coming on today, letting our listeners know more about Goodwill, how to interact with Goodwill, and we just appreciate you a ton. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. appreciate it so much. 